And the winner is... Arctic Monkeys! That subscriber content, eh? That subscriber content, it just won't go away. It might hibernate from time to time and sink back into the swamp. I think the cyclical nature of the universe in which it exists demands it adheres to some of its rules. But it's always waiting there, just around the corner, ready to make its way into your ears and smash through the gated payment system. Sounding better than ever. And there's nothing you can do about it. Benefits such as getting ad-free episodes a week early with pre- and post-show chat relating to the monkeys, Last Shadow Puppets episodes, bonus podcasts, watch-alongs, plus helping us improve our sound with better equipment and services. Yeah, this podcast seems like it's fading away sometimes, but with subscribers, it will never die. Thank you very much for listening. We do truly appreciate it. Don't take that the wrong way. Uh, yeah, we'll invoice you for the subscription if we need to. We're Arctic Monkeys, this is Don't Believe the Art. That rock and roll, eh? Ladies! That sound means it's the end of the game. Time for the bonus question. Cheers, dude. That man just yawned. What do you call it, sir? Don't Believe the Art. Hello you, yes this is Don't Believe the Hype, the podcast that's taking a weekly chronological look back at the discography of Arctic Monkeys and Joy of Joys, or or not if if this, your sort, if this album is your sort of thing, we've finished the songs from the album so we are slowly heading towards Christmas and wrapping things up with some extra bonus episodes with me, Nick Lee, and he's got too much to discuss over a bucket of balls, he doesn't even like golf and he's right because it's shit and it's for wankers, it's Dan Hall, hello Dan. Hello, hello. I, I actually don't mind. Well, I don't play golf, but I did used to play it when I was a teenager. Didn't mind it, but watching don't it is playing. one of the most boring yeah. things in the world. It don't really understand is. that. I'll never really understand is. people yeah. watching yeah. Um, yeah, rather watch no excitement golf, really. When I, I tried to watch it once, and I thought, well, maybe there's like just really big jeopardy in watching the shot, like it's tense. But nah, didn't even enjoy that. Really, they're all good at it. That's the problem. If the if the if like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah the, there's not like, like a, early rounds not like a Sheffield United is there that just that just like tries yeah, yeah, to like it, it, it just just tries to like eke it through every yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So old, old in the old in the club the wrong way. That's true, actually. That's true, actually, because in tennis, at, the, at least you know the first couple of rounds you're going to get some like wild card in there playing Federer, and you don't know maybe you will knock him out. Yeah, but yeah, but there's none of that. Is there, the really? FA Cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah the early round, round, the early rounds of every magic, of Wimbledon is like the FA Cup, actually. Um, yeah, but it's, it's like, um, and then Djokovic wins it. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, yeah. then Djokovic, wins it. everyone goes home, and then that, that's about it. <laughs> and he doesn't get vaccinated. Ooh, contentious. Yeah, Ooh. Oh. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, yeah. It's um. Don't mind. You know what? Don't mind it if you don't want to get vaccinated. Don't mind it. But what I do mind is someone in the public eye. Giving disinformation out, who's in a in a position that people will believe and trust with no actual um, medical expertise. If he doesn't want to take it, like I can care less. And give a fuck. No part, no part. I don't care about people doing what they want as long as it don't just don't hurt anyone else and don't be a dick. Yeah, about it. that's fair enough. Exactly, exactly. That's See what you want, mate. Do and then don't moan when people don't let you into other countries to play tennis tournaments because you're not vaccinated during a pandemic. <laughs> this is out against my rights. Okay. But anyway, contentious point. Probably shouldn't get. Never bring up politics or or I sex hope. during a 
dinner party or a podcast is what my I all said. Used to say. Same thing when you with me. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm excited because this is a big one. This, this is the list. I, it was interesting because I, if I recall the last set of lists, we were pretty close in all of our um, orderings, aside from a couple. With this one, is do you think that's going to be the same, or do you think that I think there could be a bit of a dif- difference here? I think because the f- first album was was very much. I was I was I was blinded by nostalgia a lot with the first album because as as we discussed last week, the whole place in place where we were in our lives at the time with the first album, how we were basically living the album. But it's not that a, the case. Is that a lyric alarm? You heard a lyric alarm there, very sneaky. This, you didn't even realise, did you? You said blinded by nostalgia in, in your favourite yeah. Arts Monkey song. <laughs> should, we have a, should we have an early yeah, lyric alarm? alarm. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even realise it. It's the way I tell I, I, mean, bet, I suppose I we won't be, having, won't be playing a song, and won't be having a jing, won't be having a information jingle, no. so we might as well stick a, stick that in early. Well, you've um, I bet you thought of that one really. You're just saying it. I bet you nope. had to take your batteries out, your mysticism, and put them in your freaking cup. No. Right, I think we've discussed. <laughs> I know, I know. That's that why I said it. I listened, I listened back to that one this week, and I thought I'm going to definitely going to keep saying it now. Um, if, if we haven't got big enough to do a live show. And you say that, people <laughs> in the crowd start shouting out for a lyrical arm. I'm going to have to go out and start taking names. Oh, I wish this podcast had the potential. I wish this particular podcast had the potential to to have a, a live show with a lot of Arty Monkeys fans. But I don't know, tell us, if you think you would travel to a live show that we'd set up in, in a reasonable place like London, we could go to, and tell us if you chip in. If you chip in and buy a ticket, then we'll do it. Let us know in your swaves. Um, but right now, I just don't feel like there's enough demand for it. But it would be great. No. It would be great. We could pull well, back. If, you, if we're doing a live show of the podcast, we might even be able to get one of the band to turn up, oh, or at least Miles. Oh, God, <laughs> Do you reckon Miles would be a good sport? Like on SNL, we'd get him involved in a sketch where he's being these dirty Miles that we joke about. Do you reckon we could get? Do you reckon he'd be a good sport? I like? think he'd do that. I think, I he'd, think do he'd do it, yeah. that. Halfway through, you wouldn't know, and then the girl that we've got that he's supposed to be sleazing on suddenly she's like, it's, it's, we would cross the line and we'd be on like an episode of Panorama or something. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, do you, who do you reckon would cross that line? Who, I don't want. I don't want to have to see Miles' yeah. agent getting a girl to sign an NDA backstage. Thanks. I don't want to see that ever again. <laughs> again, again, <laughs> again. <laughs> Presum- presumed. <laughs> but if, if you do want to, um, do you know someone podcast, famous that did but... do that? No. That's not out yet. That'll be. I actually did the next one. Hoping it, hoping it was that, but it wasn't. About half an hour before, I was all geared up for it, and then I saw that it was about that um, Abercrombie and Fitch guy, and I, I was a bit. Dis- I'll be honest. I know it sounds really bad because you shouldn't be, but I was a bit disappointed. <laughs> I turned. He's not I, exciting. I, I turned into Uncle Brent on Governor Stacey. I was like, "Well, I'm bitterly I'm disappointed." disappointed. <laughs> But if, if you no, do want the, to, not the, to it's not the thing you expect to see when you're putting the bins out outside Russell Brand's house, is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> going through the bins outside Russell Brand's house, more like apparently. <laughs> but if if you are interested in listening to a podcast featuring myself and Dan that has the potential to have a good little live tour and stuff eventually, then check out Liquor and Lyrics. The link will be in the episode description, and there'll be a trailer halfway through. Oh, mm. wow. 
I did just before we jump into our lists, I did just want to have a brief, you know, we don't like to talk about the personal lives much, but as it has been in the news at time of recording, in the news, not in the news, but you know, in the Arctic Monkeys arena of news, um, people sort of pestering the girlfriends or Louise in particular, shipping for. Are they still shipping for bloody Alexa? I don't. Is that that's the vibe that I never got. thought you shared it? It was, it was held as shipping that well. <laughs> That's one of the things I've only ever seen written down. I didn't know what you mean. It meant for a minute. Oh, then. I do. I do plenty of shipping for couples to get together on TV shows. Don't you worry. Not Love Island stuff. Only fictional ones. Not ma- yeah. not mental. Um, <laughs> just the fake ones. Uh, uh, no, but but the because it was it was um, Matt's girlfriend that that shared this right. Um, very supportive friend. So Louise, Louise put it out, but then Matt's girlfriend also um, did a post, didn't she? Whose so name what? escapes me. Forgive me. Amanda Blank. Amanda Blank, that's it. Um, my mind went blank for Amanda Blank then. Um, your, mind, and... your mind went Amanda. <laughs> I want Amanda Blank. Um, but I think, yeah, it's mad. Like Because the shipping for Alexa, some of them are shipping for Taylor, which is odd because I never really... I was never... I mean, I've never really been into the couples stuff anyway. But if yeah, I was, same. I suppose I was, I was very aware of Alexa uh, because they were kind of a it couple at the time, and I was I was similar age, so maybe a couple young age celebrities was more interesting then. Um, I was very actually, I was very interested in his relationship with um, Ariel Vandenberg um, purely because she was hot, very hot. Because she was, and that's what the, it comes down to. Because she was the girl he clearly was talking about in a lot of AM songs, which made her even, or even if it isn't in my head, it was so it made her even more enticing. And C, she knew um Aaron Paul, and it was when Breaking Bad was on, and that meant Alex was hanging out with Aaron Paul. So my mind was blown in so many ways. So I was big into that relationship. Taylor completely passed me by. Actually, it was never really a thing that I cared about. I always thought they were an odd couple whenever I'd see them because she was. I've got to think about it's just me. I've got to think about dating a woman that's tall. And I'm not tall, and and even though Alex is tall, she was taller, and I don't. I think couples will cod when the girl's taller. Sorry, it's an interesting <laughs> one with uh, Taylor because because I suppose his relationship with Taylor took place in the that time period between AM and Tranquility Base, and then they well, they weren't in the media a lot, so we didn't see it. Yeah, so so we weren't seeing it, weren't seeing him on tour, weren't seeing Instagram stuff of him like as we are doing with the with the lads like other halves at the moment, like they're all on tour together, having a whale of a time, and I'm very jealous. Uh, but it's funny how you say like they're, they're all sh- there's people like shipping. I can't believe I'm saying shipping now. What the fuck? <laughs> That's like, a standard phrase. Um, we're talking about. <laughs> I know, but I've never said it. It's one of them things that I just always assumed I'd only ever see written down and wouldn't have to say. And it's just like oh, I people, love it. People, I always assume people just say it on the internet and don't say it out loud because it's not necessarily. Oh, it's not an internet it's thing. It's an old school thing. I don't say it because the bloody internet. It's an old school it's thing. It's interesting that so the not... the shipping Alex and Taylor because when Alex was with Taylor. There was a group of fan, fans that were shipping Alex and Miles on on Taylor's posts, and Taylor basically had to come out and block a lot of them and call up. Taylor basically had to do what Louise has done now, and, yeah. and they all turned they all turned against Taylor because she called them out for being dickheads. And it's just it's like I mean, why, it's why are they the shipping way, for Alexa still? It's it, the same way everyone in two thousand and ten. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same. Everyone hated Humbug, and now everyone's like, "Oh, Humbug's really good. Play, do more stuff like Humbug." Well, the Alexa thing. They stayed friends after they broke up. Mm. That's why. That's why she she still comments on posts 
like on Louise's posts and likes them and stuff, likes pictures of Alex and stuff like that. I mean, they're good they, mates. Do these people not have have had relationships? Uh, maybe not, because that I mean, it's mad to me that you would. That's like that, the equivalent of that. If you if you take out the context of them being famous, right? And this, I think, this is the most logical, like, sane way of looking at it. It's like like you're my friend. It's like you giving abuse to my girlfriend now because you want me to be with someone that you knew that I broke up with in 2008. Mm. That in real life, right. when you put it, when you put it into a con, no, definitely not. When, it, when you put it into the context of real life, uh, <laughs> when you put it into the context of real life, it sounds mental for someone to do that. That's insane. Oh, that's the same thing for me with, oh, that's a different situation, I guess, but the other way around, I guess. But like, <laughs> um, if I was to do that, I would to you, I suppose. But, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's just absolutely insane to, to think of it that way. And I just think, why are you doing it? But you know what I just thought, Nick, and tell me, this, this might just be like absolute dog shit chat that we should bin, but just as a nice gesture, because we don't talk about the girlfriends, but what if from now, Every week, we give a, say, a little nice thing about all the, the, the female partners and the boys, something we found out that week about them, or an Instagram post they did or something that we liked, just to put some positive energy out there for them. All right, well, in that and case, share Katie it on the socials. Katie maybe Cook get, has made get me them feel to talk it and share it. <laughs> <laughs> the business, re re business reason comes in now. <laughs> no, but what do you think? We could call it the shipping forecast. Hey! Now, I've had a very sticking <laughs> forecast in my head for 10 minutes. <laughs> I've been trying to work out what I could well, do. Well, that's, that's, that's what I was doing as well. But now, but now <laughs> I think that would be nice, wouldn't it, to put some positive yeah. stuff about them out there? Why not? We could be the guys. And then Panorama will is... take us down because I go, two people can't be that nice and they'll creep into our past and find out all the destructive oh, stuff. Shit. And I go, I'll go, ha, I don't know what we've talked about it all in here anyway. <laughs> I, hope, I hope they get you first so I know what to hide when they come to me. <laughs> Um, yeah, they definitely got me first, mate. But <laughs> yeah, it's, genuinely, it's genuinely gladdened my cold, dead heart to see this little community they've they've got like on tour together, like with the kids. Alex uh, dedicating do a what I know to Matt's little girl Amelia. Was oh yeah, that was nice, wasn't it? Very nice. Absolutely. And so cool. And another post about her today sat on it. Oh no, I think that was the post that Louise put, or that, that Amanda put about in defense of Louise. She put a picture of yeah. Matt's girlfriend that yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and she said at the end, like, we'll go we'll come pick you up and have a great night or whatever. And I was like, God, I want to be on that night. Yeah. So whenever, yeah. I, I want to be in LA picking you up in a car going out on a night out. I'm nice. I'm a nice yeah. fan. <laughs> so let's do that. We'll do that for now. Everyone next next uh, yeah. next episode. Next episode we're gonna oh, put some positive and en positive energy out there. For does Alex does Alex ever get close to city? I feel like there's a line in Trunkability that could almost be the shipping forecast, but it's not. <laughs> you could easily have said shipping forecast anyway in Trunkability, and you wouldn't be surprised, would you? I think I'm thinking of the information action ratio, to be honest, is quite similar to somewhat, <laughs> like, akin to the like you can imagine him saying in the shipping forecast. Um, Actually, that'll be perfect. Yeah. But yeah, there'll be something. There'll be something. But um, maybe we'll get Stephen Merchant all, saying all it. power to supportive <laughs> wives and girlfriends. Yes, all power to it. And we're gonna them. we're gonna drive it. We're gonna we're gonna put it out there. There you go. New segment. There you go. Off the cuff. You right. heard it here first, people. Um, watch this now. It's been fit. in the in the interim two weeks before this goes out. One of them will have done something like there'll be a panorama documentary about Louise <laughs> and all the terrible things that she's done, and we'll have to retract it. <laughs> well, may, maybe every week we can just uh, we can just find an Instagram comment from one of these dickhead fans 
and post oh. it, and and the jingle can be no, no, no. all right to act like a novice. Oh, we could do both. We could do shipping forecast, say something nice on the same post where we said something nice about one or multiple of the girlfriends. We find a dickhead post in that comment, so we go, "This is a nice thing they did." The shipping forecast, and then we go, um, "He thinks it's all right to act like a noed and do a, a shame the person who's." I, I like this. I like this. That's it. This is a, this is a thing now. You've got that, and you've got the equipment. Completely stuff. different podcasts. Well, no, but I think uh, it's 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 not very nice, and I don't think it's right. And I think that because everyone, who, no one who listens to this will be a part of that. They're all genuinely for the. Yeah, I don't think anyone would be doing that that listens to this, would they? So, so everyone no. here will appreciate the the positivity. I think we put it out on socials as well. Yeah, why not? I think I think the people who are going around posting on Louise's Instagram stuff like that, I think they're only allowed like a certain amount of internet time a week. So I don't think they'd be able to listen to us. <laughs> they in, waste in the it. Doing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that. Only you've only got so so long on Earth, and that's how you're spending your time. It's just, but, but imagine like Louise just posting a nice thing about like a, a day out that she's having with her mates and stuff like that, and just imagine commenting on that, going, "Oh, I preferred Alex and Alexa." It's it's absolutely Mental. atrocious. It's absolutely, absolutely unhinged. It, it's madness. It really is madness. It really is madness. But yeah, that's that's a new segment, and yeah, I think we've talked, we don't want to bang on about too much, but that'll be a nice little bit. So, and if anyone listening goes, "Ooh, that's a bit," don't want to hear them saying something nice about one of the girlfriends every week for five seconds, then fuck off. <laughs> if, if you can't hand, if you can't handle uh, something nice being said about a woman in the modern world, then and someone, maybe and some, yourself. someone horror, someone horror saying something horrible being brought up with a, with a name that won't even be theirs online, then I don't know what to tell you. So, where are we starting on our list, Nick? Do you want to start with the album, or do you want to leave that? Right. Or, or yes, to... let's 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 start with the album, the tracks from the album, mm-hmm. in order of least favorite to favorite. Can okay. we start with that? Yeah, so we're still starting from least the least favorite, obviously. Um, yes, we are, mate. Yes, we are. So, who's going first? Shall I go first? My least favorite was. I have thought the whole way through the series that one particular song would be my least favourite because it is technically my least favourite Arctic Monkeys song. However, I have replaced that with another purely because I've gone from not loving a song, I've always thought it was a bit meh, but going from that to viscerally hating it to the point where, okay, so it's old Jello Bricks, put that out there now. Yep, same. Uh, oh, same for you as well. So I thought yesterday, I thought I'll, I'll just crack down on these lists. And I thought, oh, I know. Just so I can make my final decision while I'm working, I'll just crack on the favorite worst nightmare vinyl, right? Flip it over. Da-da-da. Get to old Jello Bricks. I physically got up, lifted the needle of the vinyl, and moved it over to until I could see no until I could see the line where it's probably 505, like the last line. Because you can see, can't you, if you look yeah. the line. So I just sort of punked down 505 and skipped them too. Mm. And I, I, I thought, yeah, I can't even listen to it. When it started, I was annoyed. So annoyed by the fact that it wasn't as clever as I thought it was. To the point now where I just I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I can't stand the thought of it. I don't know why either. It wasn't even that bad a thing that happened, but yeah. So now it's it's been least favorite because the bad thing was an assumed least favourite. That's what we expected going into it, wasn't it? And now, because this one was a surprise least favourite that, that I can't even listen to at the moment, which could change, but can't even listen to at the moment means that it has to go last for me. It has to. Same. And absolutely, my absolutely same, for exactly the same reasons. 
Yeah, it's just it's dead to me. It's dead to me. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Well, so yeah, I've gone for the same. I, nothing else needs saying because you've just wrapped it all up there. Um, so second to last. I'm assuming we've both got the same thing. Uh, mm. The bad thing. Yeah. Bad thing. Yeah. Bad thing. Would have, would have been um, last until our expose of all the other bricks. Yeah, I think. I think, and I think a lot of people will be surprised that we've we've done that. Probably, but I think most people would agree that the bad thing is the worst song on the album, anyway. But we have a more personal reason for putting all Jello bricks there, I guess. But yeah, the bad thing, as we said on the episode, it's it's just one of their weakest tunes ever. It feels like in the time we've been covering all the songs from this era, it feels like there's been like a dispatches special on Channel Four about all the bad stuff all Jello bricks has done. Panorama dispatches all getting proud tonight, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> the I think forecast. we'll say Panorama again. <laughs> A long word. Um, yeah, I, I just think, yeah. It, it, look, I still think, objectively speaking, the bad thing is probably a worse song than Old Jella Bricks. But well, it's Old Jella Bricks rubbed us up the wrong way. It's rubbed us the wrong way. That's it's a very second, personal, visceral reaction. It's like when, it's like, it's like when there's a a, a film that everyone loves, like Shawshank Redemption. Everyone loves that, and I hate it, and I can't. It rubs me up the wrong way. It's like that. Everyone else will be like, some people will probably have Ill Jello Bricks in the top five, but you know, I mean, oh, that, yeah. that, that would be mental. But having <laughs> it last is, is yeah, but but yeah, that, that's my um 12 and 11 Ill Jello Bricks and the bad thing. So I would have um number 10. Mm. So this is where are we going to dive? This is where I could see Alice massively diverging, perhaps, perhaps not, perhaps not at this point actually. But my number ten is D is for dangerous. Okay. My number ten is also D is for dangerous. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, I thought it might be because it simply because it look as much as we said last week that this album hasn't like stayed with us and it might even be our least favorite um, or second to last least favorite. I think there's a there's a great there are a great collection of songs on this album, and when you pay pair them up to do a list, even though I don't mind these for dangerous if it comes on, I've got no issues with it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I actually quite enjoy it. It does pale in comparison to all the other songs, unfortunately. Like, yeah, if Old Jello Bricks hadn't rubbed me up the wrong way, rubbed us up the wrong way, I think these for dangerous would probably have been in eleventh place. I think it would have would have been the bad thing. These for dangerous, and then you know whatever. Then, but but yeah. So yeah, it's just the week next week's song for me. That's that's all it is really, musically and lyrically. Oh, the, it it did give us the album title. Yeah. That. So props to it for that. Well done. Yeah, but unfortunately that ain't enough. So that's your number ten as well. Okay. How are we going to dive also? What's your number nine then? Where are we going to fall different here? I don't know. Um, my number nine is Balaclava. My number nine is Balaclava. <laughs> I, I honestly, honestly, man, I thought it might be. I okay. think it's at the top yeah. where we're going to see different. I, I think mm. we'll both have the same favourite, actually, based on what's been said already. I, yeah, I'm pretty certain more. we do. Like, like we knew last series, we would. But So what was yeah. your reasoning with Balaclava going on? What, what? Just very much the same as D is the Dangerous, really. Just... Yeah, it's good. It's good. It, again, if it comes on, if it comes on, I'm buzzing. If they brought it back into the live sets, I'd be, I'd be absolutely loving it. But just in terms of the, it's, it's more to do with the strength of some of the others than any weakness that Balaclava yeah. or the Dangerous have. 
I mean, Although, that's the thing yeah. in old yellow bricks. We've pinpointed the weaknesses with that. I think we've been pretty unequivocal in yeah. the weaknesses yeah. that exist there. But we're, yeah, yeah, they we, just, we, they just pale. Clave, just, yeah, they're just not as good as the others. And it does have that lyric in it, um, the Shaggers one that we weren't really a big fan of. Now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It makes us shit itch. Um, yeah. But. But I do like that the lyrics about like maybe a cook or maybe a, a girl's cheating on a. It's, it's, it's an interesting song, but and that's why I think music. I was like, oh, Deeds for Dangerous Balaclava, which one is going to be in what order? Because I knew they were going to both be there. But I think musically and lyrically, Balaclava is just a step above Deeds for Dangerous, even though Deeds for Dangerous has a good lyric and Balaclava has a lyric I don't, really don't like. I still think Balaclava is a more interesting song because it has the kind of metaphor aspect to it. With yeah, the whole balaclava yeah. thing, and I, th I think musically as well, with the particularly the bass and the guitar riff, elevate it above D is for dangerous as well. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, no, I think I, I was kind of thinking if we weren't going to divulge, it would be them that would be there because logically looking at it, unless you had a per personal like um, kinship to one of them, I wouldn't get these words from tonight. Um, I wouldn't okay. have. <laughs> this is what happens when you read the new J.K. Rowling book. Sorry, I still read her books. I apologize. When you read the new J.K. Rowling book and the new, well, you know, it's art and the artist. Um, when you, you made the money, it doesn't matter. <laughs> when you read the, oh, no, I, just, the book. <laughs> I know. I just I, uh, there's an app I use called Goodreads where you sort of put your reads and stuff like mm. that. People I know, and there's people commenting and saying, "No one should buy this book." I'm like, she wasn't like a war criminal. You know, it wasn't like Adolf Hitler's oh. like book. <laughs> but, but 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 obviously, some people feel about that. I'm not bothered if you don't want to read it. But I, I separate that from the artist, and she's my favorite yeah. author probably of all time. So, um, but. I've been reading that and the succession scripts at the same time. So maybe this is where these bombards of words are coming from all of a sudden. Um, but um, yeah, so, but, but I do think maybe next, uh, no, sorry, unless you had a personal kinship, logically looking at it objectively, Balaclava and D is for Dangerous would be the next weakest songs on the album, really. But I think we could divulge from this point, uh, divulge, diverge at certain points from this point on. Yeah, not so good with the big words now, are you? <laughs> hoisted by my own petard. <laughs> Um, there you go, that's a good one. Uh, but yeah, I, I, mm, so my number eight, perhaps controversial for some, maybe not others. Brian Storm, really? Mm. Okay, and I'll explain why. I'll explain so yours isn't, so I can, I'll explain why, and then you do yours, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so it's number eight because. I feel like it's easier to explain when you got the full list in a way, but just when I was doing the list and I was I was like, okay, well, I love that. That's at the top. This is my top five. I did my top kind of four pretty quickly. And then there's one that is higher than you might expect, much in the same... Well, I'll give it away if I say this, but I'll, I'll say it at the time. But it's a bit higher than you expect, and that ended up... When I listened to it, I thought, oh, that one's higher. And then I thought, well, that one's better. And then I thought, that one's better. And then I, I thought, well, those four were the last four. And it, that's just where it landed, because although it's an absolute tune, that that it's just not. Do I still listen to it? Really? No. I, I loved it when it came out. It was an amazing moment, as we said, when it got released that night in the Morrison's Cafe and uh, sorry, in the canteen. I was like, I listened to it, and you were at the bus stop, and it. I'll always love it for my memories oh, of yeah. it, and it's always a tune live, obviously. Um, but I never really crack it on anymore. I just know it too well, so for me, it just falls flat on the album now. A little bit, but I say great live tune. 
Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, worst of a bad bunch, I guess, is the phrase I'd say for for that one of of my top my top like the top eight on this album is a pretty good list of songs. So it is, it is, isn't it? <laughs> so it unfortunately, it falls so much. Yeah. Go on. So what's your um, similar vein? Actually, uh, I've got Teddy Picker there again. Not that it's particularly bad. I just don't enjoy it as much as the the others. Again, it comes on. They play it live. I'm delighted. Good, always good, always good to hear. Always enjoy it, but just I don't know. I, th- I think there's a lot more going on in some of the songs that I've got above it, and that's what. Mm. But I almost think, I almost think this kind of the the way we arrange the way this list is looking so far, it kind of hmm. mm. it's, it's almost kind of like um, a, a side, B side. Yes, yeah, and uh, well. Um, I didn't even notice that. But on, on top of that, it's almost foreshadowing how happy we're going to be to get to Humbug, really. In, ter- in terms mm. of some of the stuff we're going to have picked high up, I think it just, just shows how good the Humbug series is going to be when we get on that. Because I don't think the list will be harder, maybe, as well. I mean, I don't know now, but I think the lists from now on are going to be fairly hard for most of the albums. Oh, it's going to be minging. It's going to be rancid. The, the last one wasn't that bad. It was, it was hard in places, but it was like, okay, well, we knew Certain Romance was going to be number one, and we knew that, like, whatever we said was the least one, probably, like, if you found this or... Not if you found this. <laughs> if you... If you, um, you know which one I mean. It was good to see for the lights. Yeah. Our Vampires of Summer were going to be there down at the bottom. So so you kind of knew and just to fill it. But, yeah, and this one again, yeah, it's kind of obvious which ones. I knew... I knew swear 70% were probably going to end up, and it was just the minutiae of a few different movements of another couple of minutiae. Another one, there you go. But oh, I can't stop it. <laughs> I can't. It's, it's called an education. Um, uh, <laughs> so, okay, well, watch, well, I'll say my, it should be your turn to say it, but I'll say it because my, well, was that your number eight? It was my number eight, yeah. Okay, do your number seven then. Do your number seven. So my num- my number seven is fluorescent adolescent. Ooh, yeah, just nothing, nothing to say really. Just like mm. it, good tune. I was delighted that they opened with it when we when we saw them. Delighted it's made its way back into the set list again, but and made its way back out again. <laughs> but we've got Hello You <laughs> in the set list now, so that's a, that's a trade that I'll take. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's just, the 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 top six that I've got have been my top six for a very long time. And nothing's nothing's gonna. It's it's hard. It's a tough album because first, uh, well, okay. So my number seven is Teddy Picker for yeah. for the same reasons as you. And really, when I put it there, I knew. Okay, so also it's my turn to say the next one, isn't it? So my number six as well is Floss Adolescent. So we're kind of there or thereabouts the same, but just yeah. in a different order. And it's because yeah, the same. I, I knew that what the top five was going to be. And I knew that those three were going to be above Balaclava, the stage and that, and it was just what order. And I think, and I think the only one really that I was worried about, I thought I knew that I, pref- I personally prefer Teddy Picker to Brian Storm. Um, mm. I still listen to Teddy Picker and get a thrill from it. And and also what tipped Teddy Picker a little bit over, um, is the lyrics are better. And also I, and I know this shouldn't really counter in, but. I still have a huge affection for the video. I think I said it was my favorite video of theirs all the time, which it is. So I think Teddy Picker just has that kind of, there's memories and there's stuff I love about it, like the first album almost. So Teddy Picker just pipped Brian Storm in that sense from that point of view. But Flesh Adolescent was one that I really 
was the only one outside the top five that I was really concerned with. It should be in the top five. And I was like, mm. this is such a tune and the lyrics are great. And, and it, it's, it's an absolute belter of a song. And it's a riff that like, if it wasn't on this album, and any, anybody else in the world's album, this song would be the best song on it, like hands down, but on a monkey's album, unfortunately <laughs> it doesn't cut it. Um, which, which is good, good testament to the band. Um, but, but yeah, it just had to go there. There was six. There was just nowhere else for it to go because my top five is unfortunately locked in. Yeah. Same. So my six is do me a favor. Oh, now it could like a lot of this. Ooh, if you ask me again, if you ask me again in a few days, it, it could be like maybe number three or number two, I think. But. The mood, the mood that I was in when I was putting this list together, that's number six. That's just, that's just, that's just how. It's that's surprising. I thought you, I thought your number six would be a different song, but uh, it wasn't. So. I mean, yeah. Now, now I. Uh, Not, now no, I, I mean, I mean a song in particular. Now, one yeah, yeah, song in particular. I mean, but, but now I look at it, I'm thinking I've made a mistake, but it's locked in now. So, um, no, no, no. It's it's personal choice. Uh, it's it's. Um, so why why did you put it six? Just because the in the course it would have been, I think the list would have been very different before we'd done this series. It would been yes. a very, very different list. Very much the, so. I think do do me a favor would have been top two, top three at that point. Mm -hmm. But just some of the other tracks we've done, I've always, always some of the tracks I've got above it. I've always enjoyed them, and I've started enjoying them even more since we've like had a deep dive into them. So that's it, really. That's okay. That's all that separated them. So as we enter the top five, the current order of both of our lists are Old Jellybricks, Old Jellybricks, The Bad Thing, The Bad Thing, D's for Dangerous, D's for Dangerous, Balaclava, Balaclava. Then in eighth, Brian Storm, Teddy Picker. Teddy Picker. For you. And then in seventh, Teddy Picker, Brian Storm. And then in Oh, I've got first out of lesson. Oh, sorry, seventh, uh, seventh. Yeah. Have you had Teddy Picker yet then? Yes. Wait, I you know what? It'd be so much easier if I just say my five and you say your five rather than <laughs> trying to do it in that really obtuse way. So so my last one is Old Yellow Bricks, The Bad Thing, These for Dangerous, Balaclava, Brian Storm, Teddy Picker, Thrice Adolescent. That's my first five. My, and mine so far is Old Yellow Bricks, Bad Thing, These for Dangerous, Balaclava, Teddy Picker, and then Thrice Adolescent, Do Me a Favour. Oh, so Brian Storm. Ah, Brian Storm hasn't made it. I am... Mine is in your top five, right? That's interesting. Okay, so it's your your turn to do the your fifth one. So in fifth, I have gone brainstorm. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Any so yeah. so I obviously I, I it fell there for me as I said. What? Why have you put it in the top five? Because top fives, you know, the big the big win the big guns. Now it's not quite the top three. But it's still again, good. it's similar to it's similar to everything surrounding the first album. Again, it's my memories of hearing it. It's that whole mm. thing of just waiting. In fact, we didn't even have to wait that long in comparison to how long we have to wait for new material from them these days between albums. But because we had we had the Who the Fuck EP, and then the, you know they were already at work on this, and then just just I, I, st I can still picture it exactly where I was like listening to it. I remember felt like speaking to you where it was on, and I remember Zane Lowe playing it a second time, and just the fact it's a staple in the live. So I, I could not imagine going to see him live without without that that being the second track. 
That, 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 that's yeah. the second track when they play live and always has to be now. That's it. Yeah, although actually I think it's still... Yeah, before AM, it was the perfect first song, though. There was no way yeah. I could hear another song yeah. first until until AM. Um, yeah. But in te- technically, it's actually the opener in a way because they were just throwing in uh, um, like a big tune ahead of it at the gigs, weren't they? They were just throwing in a random yeah. song that didn't really make sense as an opener just as a moment for the yeah. crowd and then going into Looking Brian's at you, Storm, sir, so. <laughs> Looking at you, sir, uh, romance. Looking at you. You're that, Sheffield. <laughs> oh, don't bloody hell, don't get them started. Um, first, night, first night of the tour was but, a Mardi Bum as well. That, that, was a, that was one out of the blue, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. I'm intrigued by... Yeah, Brian Stone. I didn't think Brian Stone would be that high for you, but I didn't think another song that hasn't been mentioned yet would be that high for you, which I'm about to mention as my number five is Only Ones Who Know. There was a point where this was second in my list. That that tells you how much I like this song, and and again a bit a bit akin to my, my experience with Riot Van the last album, where Riot Van was second in my list, if you remember, and was a lot lower in yours, but but I had a moment with Riot Van last album where I thought I really love this tune and it was a similar thing with Only Ones You Know where I just thought this is a beautiful tune but not quite to the extent of Riot Van so it was second but then I kind of thought mm, no actually I'm going to put this one this one needs to be in the top three um, but it, it did have a brief period there but yeah I just think it's an absolute um, beaut and we, we disagreed on what it's about but musically and that means which is interesting because we're both reading the the start the, in a way we're both reading the sound of the music differently as well is what came out in that that yeah, episode yeah. was that i was hearing it as melancholic sadness and you were hearing it as romance which you know they're only a stone's throw away from each other but there is a subtle difference um so yeah, that was are, interesting they are definitely bedfellows are they not yeah and it was probably the most interesting episode I one of so, the most yeah. interesting episodes of the album that we that we did um so yeah it was it's it's my number five. It's in my top five. Locked in. My number four is 505. At number four. Number, you're number five. You haven't done your number five, have you? Yes, my number five was Brian Stone. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, number number four, 505. And great. On, on, on another day, it might well have been a place or two higher. It's not going to be, it's not going to be number one, but it could have been... A place or two higher. It's 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 a weird one with five oh five because it's one mm. that's that's been a fan favorite for a long time despite not being a single. It had this revival off the back of TikTok and everything. And I've yeah I've kind of had a, a, a new love a new love for it pretty much since the show. Is it since they've been back on tour for this album and watching watching the obviously watching the shows on YouTube and then going to the cricket ground mm. in Manchester. Kind of yeah, it's it's got it's crept back up there for me now. I love it. Yeah. My number four is 505 as yeah. well. So we're the same with that one. I think, yes, same as you. Also, because there was a point where it was like way low down the list. And I thought, yeah, oh, I don't, is it that good? Am I just, and then it went up the list. And then it kind of, I was like, oh, wait, do I prefer it to Fast Adolescent and switch them around? And it, it was probably the, one of the ones that moved, or the one that moved the most. And then I listened to it again on that vinyl, listened through, and I thought, mm, there's no, and when we did it, I remember really enjoying it listen to it again but there's no escaping the kind of um 
beautifulness of the lyrics and his singing voice and the organ and Miles's cracking guitar on it and and stuff like that and the, the way it comes in and everything it's just an absolute tune there's a world where there was a time in a world where it may have been number one on this list and there's a there's i'm sure there's many people listening to this that are, can't believe we haven't got it as number one or they've got it as number one it's this album certain romance blah 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 but unfortunately it, it doesn't quite creep into the top my favorite three but but yeah absolute absolute tune and it should well deserve to be in the top five i'm glad i, I gotta put it there and didn't like keep it out of there because that would have been a bit outrageous would it be outrageous to say it's getting very uh yeah i'm starting to see my... how it's going to be looking now well my three my number three is top three now very exciting mm. top three mine is do me a favor um i think when i i wouldn't you know what never in a million years would have been in the top three or top five before we covered this series and then upon re-listening to it maybe a bit older maybe a bit more i remember liking it at the time i loved it at the time but just i don't think it would have been like this list would be so different if i did it if i'd have done it 20 years ago as well oh, not 20 years 20 fucking hell, 20 years ago. um like <laughs> <laughs> not there yet uh, if i'd have done it 15 years ago this list would have been very different it would have been yeah. would have been like teddy picker number one and shit but but i think like now listen to it and yeah the bass is absolutely incredible um the drums are great when it comes in for me and the sort of the breakup thing and some of the lines and the yeah perhaps fuck off might be too kind and stuff like that and um, nails that kind of breakup like that so yeah top three easy the only thing keeping it from number one are two better songs <laughs> Like, that's, that's and, and arguably so for some, but but yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's doesn't it? So I've gone four. So we're on number three, are we not? So number three, three. I have gone for this house is a circus. Again, an another one that prior to this series probably wouldn't mm. wouldn't have been. It'd be close to top five, but I don't think it would have been. Don't think it would have been top three, but it is now. Wow, I just realised what's going to be in your top two. And probably number two. That's I never would have thought. Yeah, it's like my, it's like me last season. We're right, Van, isn't it? Um, <laughs> this, this, so number three. This has circus. Yeah. Um, what can you say? Really, it's a. Yeah. So you just. It's, it's, it's got a bit of everything as well. It's an absolute tune. Um, yeah. There's no doubt about it, oh, and, yeah. and it's 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 one of two. Really well musically done songs on this album. Like, I mean, they're all good, you know, not to say, but, but there's two songs that uh, surpass the others, like, musically, I'd say, and it, this is one of them. Um, but what, what's... So that's your number three. What's your... Oh, come on, give me a sense. What's your number two? Nick's second favourite song on Favourite Worst Nightmare. So num number one two, two is Only Ones Who Know. Oh. There was a time, yeah. like I say, when this was my number two as well for a brief period of time. Yeah. Always liked. I always liked it when it came out. It's always one of my favourites. Even even though I was into the sort of stomping indie rock at that time, there was just something about that track. And then when he did the version with Richard Hawley as well, mm. the version with Richard Hawley, great. And then even when Tony Christie, when Tony Christie, did yeah, the, great, the cover a couple of years later. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, imagine, imagine Arctic Monkeys did stuff that sounded like this. Like, that would be pretty cool, that one. <laughs> and then, lo and behold, there it is. Yeah. No, you're right. I think, I think it's like, it was the beginnings of those little stirs of like, 
even suck it and seeing stuff, I suppose, just as you you'd had Riot Van, you'd had a few bigger boys and stuff like that, and you've had this, you got the beast where you start to think like, oh, that they are good at Marty Bum, they are good at doing like melodic songs, maybe, do I dare say. Um, that this pretty banging indie rock band. Uh pretty good at doing the slow ones. And then obviously they cemented that with uh, the next album, one of them, uh, or two of them, you could say. Probably one of them more. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty good. My number two is this House of the Circus. So, same reason as you, absolutely banging put together. In fact, you know what? It was so close to to there was it was so close to being third. It was so close to being fifth and only ones who know being second. But and and we may as well say what number one is because everyone will know because there's no songs left. But both of us have gone for. <laughs> If you were there, beware as our number one, which I think on the episode we actually confirmed we would be doing because we, we loved it so much. We realized, we did, yeah, I think, I, think I, of, I decided on that before the episode, and then the episode just I, solidified it for me. I think one of the reasons it got to number two is because of its pairing with If You There, Beware, uh, this house of circus is pairing with that. And but I'll tell you what, Nick nearly did denote it down, and it's something we are, we are going to do a bonus episode, not next week, but the week after. I may as well say it where we're going to go through all the things that we may have missed. For both albums and we're also going to play some clips from from some really interesting interviews that we found with matt and alex where they say some things that missed and one of the things that came to light just as a little little um prelude to that pod is that i potentially started to think that we were wrong about this house of the circus being a metaphor for fame so then i, I when i went to listen to it because i don't think it is by the way i think it is just about a party and we'll get to that when we do that pod so keep you on suspense of why i think that but when we when someone listened to it, I was scared I was going to have an old Jello Bricks reaction to it, where I'd thought it was this really clever song about someone. It wasn't, but it's such a good song that it, it just earned its place. It, it, it didn't matter, unlike old Jello Bricks, it didn't matter that I, I maybe got the lyrics wrong and it's not as interesting because it doesn't matter because it's an absolutely wild ride. So it's it's just a fast paced, cool. No one at the time was doing anything like this on these. Other, so yeah, absolute banger and if you were there everywhere i assume say we've both put it there at the same reasons it's what but best best musically best musical best musically well put together song on the album by far i think I so i think when we i remember it used to be my favorite and then i forgot so if we'd done this list before we covered it i would have forgot i think we'd talked about this on the episode but the kind of metal sound to it almost and that kind of they'd not done anything like this like this song at this point with all the others you could go oh yeah well maybe this bit this one it did never done anything like it and it was exciting it's it absolutely was it great yeah very, very, and then you, the, the queens of stone age thing coming through already mm, and the drums are phenomenal in it as well um the guitar both guitars are on full game full 100 percent. the bass is great the lyrics are also about something quite personal which is not something we always get um, and really clever with that and it's got a, like a little breakdown in it that we've never had them do anything like that before in that way um experimenting it's got the experimental stuff in there and i just think it's almost a bit um it's, it's a bit horror the song as well isn't it not not the band like actually like the, the yeah, sort yeah. of sound it's got yeah so and it, yeah i just think it's it's quite clearly you know it might not be the catchiest song or the most commercial one it might not be first adolescent it might not be technical but i think it is quite clearly the best song on the album and it's i find it sad that they didn't they haven't ever thought about bringing it back for that reason because the fans don't bang on about it it'll be interesting to see what if, if our theory of 
getting a rock album or a rockier album. More yeah, but that's definitely not going to happen now because we're always wrong about it. So, well, that's it. Yeah, yeah that's, it. that's it. That's it. That's it, Dan. I mean, what would be his 80 synth album or something? Which, oh, well, which one? Um, which I'd, I wouldn't I'd be say, opposed to, to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I want that more than a rock that. album now. I think. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard um, Hello You. We need a bit of <laughs> Yeah. Um, and a gothic, that's the word I was looking for, for if you were there everywhere, which you could also say Hello You falls into that category a bit as well, with the, as does some of Humbug. Um, I'll tell yeah. you what else fits into that. What else I always see as being gothic, and it might be a bit of an out there suggestion, but she looks like fun. I don't, I don't know. Just the start of she looks like fun always makes me think of like some like fifties black and white horror film. I don't uh, know why. I, I know exactly what you mean, and I tell you what, it's funny you say that because I've always, for some reason, whenever I hear the doom, 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 and the she looks like fun, I always forgot the monsters for some reason. I don't know why. And then, and then yeah. the the thing I love about that song is that the well, not we get to it, but the verses are quite melodic and. And very sort of almost cabaret in a way <laughs> in between that. But yeah, I mean, if we if we if we're listing weird things that songs off tranquility remind us of, uh, science fiction reminds me of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Again, I know what you mean. No it actually just I... reminds me actually of a black and white old silent science fiction film where there's like a scientist in a lab in black and white, like going doing some weird shit. <laughs> That's kind of what, which is which itself is what it's supposed to do, I imagine. But anyway, we've got plenty of well, we'll have plenty, we'll have plenty of times. What's long how long the episodes are for that album? Um but <laughs> fucking yeah. mental. Um but yeah, good list. I say so might so if you're there beware is yeah. I think we both. I think we both experienced that at the same time covering it. That it was quite clear the best song on the album, and I think you could feel it that when you listen to it. Yeah, yeah. And I do wish they pull it back out. I do wish. I remember looking and wishing they'd pulled it back out for that Metallica gig, but they didn't. But I just think it's a weird when they go through the list. It's a real shame that they don't give it more credit than it deserves because it uh, of all the songs that I could have, I've decided so far. Of all the songs I could have so far, let's take certain romances red, put that away in a corner because otherwise, well, no, no, no list worth doing if that's in it, is it? Because you're always going to want that live. So yeah, put, 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 put that one as red. If I could pick one song for them to play live now off these two albums, it would be If You Were There Everywhere for me. Same, absolutely the same. I'd love to hear it, yeah. I'd love to hear it live. And um, but yes, yeah, so especially my now, that, now that we've had Mardi Bomb come back as well, so yeah. So, yeah, my 12 yeah. good list i'd say fairly similar i'd say old yellow bricks bad thing d's for dangerous balaclava brian storm teddy picker fuss adolescent only ones who know 505 do me a favor this house is a circus if you were there beware for me i am old yellow bricks bad thing d's for dangerous balaclava teddy picker fuss adolescent do me a favor brian storm 505 house of the circus only ones who know and also if you were there beware now do we want what, the only ones where we, the only ones we divert that we've really di- like diverged on is only ones who know and do me a favor, isn't it? Really, that's the only ones we've that's really, probably, and even then, it's only by a few places. But yeah, they're, they're the only ones where we've really differentiated, really, uh, which is interesting because it's exactly what happened last year with Riot Van. But you've done it this year, yeah. this year, this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, this year is this yeah. year. Yeah, it's this year. Um, so yeah, do we want B side orders or do we want Dream Live set? We'll have B sides because it mixes it up from just yeah. listing the okay. same songs we've already listed. So B sides. So we've Good got point. eleven to pick from. 
Okay, so is, shall is, we? Is that are we just going to? Yes, we do. Yes, eleven. Yeah. Um. So my eleven, purely on a technicality, actually, I'll be honest, is Bad Woman. Now it would be higher than a couple, but as it's a cover, I thought I can't really put it ahead of anything that's a monkey's tune that's written in a way. So it kind of got put there as a. It got put there for me as a technicality, is what I'll say. Can I shock, can I shock you? Yeah. Same for the same reasons. It just feels wrong, doesn't same. it, to put one that they didn't really write yeah. as a... And, and yeah. yeah, but I think it would be higher if it wasn't a cover. I think. Yes, yes it would. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so my number 10, the Death Ramps. For, for similar reasons, really, in that it's just a, it's just an instrumental of, of, of the band. It's, there's not much more to say about it. Um, same for me. Ten death ramps, yeah. Now number nine. I wonder how different this list will be. It's interesting. Um, I think we're going to be the same. two of the obvious ones to go last, aren't they? I don't think we will be the same on this, but let's find out. I think we're going to be quite different on this list, apart from maybe the top two for or three. Top three, I think, will be the same in different orders, maybe. But but um, and number nine for me, plastic trump. Okay. Yeah. Um, because is yours the same or not? Yeah, you don't have to say what it is, but no. Okay. So purely because it, much like these for dangerous, I kind of listed and I was like, oh no, I prefer. I was moving stuff up the list and I was going like, oh no, I do prefer that one to plastic. I'm going off like, what would I put on? What would I listen to? I mean, I hadn't until we covered it. I hadn't listened to Plastic Tramp for about twelve years. Um, but but I mean, I just thought, okay, it's got a guest guitarist. Is another smerge upon its name but you can say it about five or five so it's not really fair but but i just wouldn't ever i just don't really um just don't love it it's all right in it i just don't love it that's simply it yeah, that's that's fair enough i mean I, I in in that slot what what number is that that's number nine nine so so i've got matador there for for, for the same reason we had Death Ramps in, really, when, when you've not got a lot of lyrics to critique something on, that, that'll kind of put mm. it down a bit for me. What's your eight? Eight for me is Temptation Greets You Like Your Naughty Friend. It's all right, isn't it? It's fine. It is all right, yeah. Um, my eight is Matador. For, um again, like you say, okay, so you're right in the like Death Ramps, it's an instrumental, there's not much going on. But on reflection, when I was doing the, the Plastic Tramp thing, I was like, I'm a more likely to crack on Plastic Tramp and enjoy it, or I'm more likely to crack on Matador and enjoy it. And the answer was firmly Matador in my heart. So I would rather, I love the little bit where he sings, I just like the way he does it, and I love the the sound of it. And also the kind of, it's a cool concept that might be bullshit that you could hear the narrative structure. That's but I think we kind of proved it a bit. We, we proved it a bit, I think, when we did it. There was a part yeah. of it where we said it was a bit like the, him going back to the girl to get the girl. So, yeah, I think that makes a little edge to it. But, yeah, I just, I just really, I would rather listen to it than the three before it, really. Um, and my number seven is Temptation. Okay, my so, number seven is Tramp, so we're, we're pretty close. We're pretty close, yeah. Temptation again, yeah, it's, it's all right, isn't it? I do like listening to it, and Dizzy makes it funny, but it's, yep. um, yeah, it's all right. It's about it, really. Probably the last thing that Dizzy made funny. <laughs> Certainly not marriage. Um, <laughs> so, so for the first lot there, we're all the same, just in slightly different order again, aren't we? Yeah. 
Um, but I think that is the right answers. That's the problem. So, but we might divulge in the top oh top six. We'll find out with number six before we get to the top five. Mine is um, if you found this, it's probably too late. Thank you. Mine, my six is nettles. Oh, interesting. Well, it's if you found this is my six because I I really prefer it to the ones before it. Mm. I don't prefer it to any of the ones ahead of it, and it is just a quick one. That's it, really. That's it. Just falls. It's a bit like some of it fell where it fell because I just I like it more than them, and I don't like it more than them. So, and I think it is short, short and sweet in it, and yeah, it is what it is. But it's cool. I like it a lot. It's a cool song. But yeah, so yours is nettles. That's very interesting. Nettles, nettles again for the same reason as you. I, I, I like it. Um, I it might have been possibly a little bit lower, but I always think of the something that we didn't mention in the episode actually on the live at the Apollo version beforehand. Alex says, "Oh, these these cameras, the filming, because mm. this has actually been shown in the center of Berlin, yeah, right yeah, now." Yeah. And then they all say, England, England. He does a little point at Matt and goes, Yeah, he laughs back at my joyous. Joyous. Because it's all I always like that because it's like for me, it's almost like knowing that some of the people in their audiences are knobheads, which is how I always felt when I was at the gigs. And the type of people that when you hear there's a crowd in Germany would stop chanting England, which is exactly what people in other countries think that we do. It was so fucking obvious. Um, So, yeah, yeah, I I love that kind of. I felt like that was a laugh at those people a little bit. Um, But, yeah, so that was your number six. Six. Okay, so top five territory. Here we go. Top five B-sides of Favourite Worst Nightmare. Um, My number five is the Frame 2R. I... I like it. I really like it. I think it's fun. I like the lyrics. They're clever, witty. Well, more more witty than clever. More like first album witty. Um, mm-hmm. I like I like the riff. I like a little bit where it turns into a little rap song briefly. Um, it's fun, but I don't think it's musically or lyrically as good as the others ahead of it. Yeah, completely. We're we're not far off. My my five is if you found this, it's probably too late again for the same. It's I think too too short to have it any higher, but but there's there's some good stuff in there that that elevates it above what we've already had. So the big question is is whether our top threes are going to be the same. Is your number four? It, that will only happen if your number four. That uh, that could only happen if your number four is frame two R, and my number four is nettles. That's the only way that our top threes could be the same. What is your well, number? I'll be honest, four? mate. My number four is the frame tour. Oh. Absolutely Similar reasons is, as me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. I, I I'm still like saying it's Frame as well. <laughs> back in the day, it was a favourite, but having gone through them all again, I've this, this the ones above it wouldn't have been above it if, like before this series, but they are now. So tough shit. That's where they're going. So the only way this top three is going to be the same is if my number four is the Nettles. Which it is. Don't do the pause. You're not to be. Whoever's hosting it now. <laughs> oh, probably. Uh, well, didn't Ryan fucking Dowling do it for a bit when it was on Channel yeah, 5? Remember him? Ryland doing it. Oh, yeah. Ryland, if they brought it back, it's not even on anymore, is it? But if they brought it back, Ryland will 100% be. Are you mental? It. It's back this weekend. Is it? It's oh, I don't bother weekend, myself I... with stuff like that. I'm in a bubble, mate. I, I purposely. Got... I've, I've created some the of, last... Some of us applied for it, mate. Some of us applied. <laughs> Did you really? 
Yeah, yeah. You can handle the psychological nature of that show. I know. It's your fragile. I, know. I want it to see. <laughs> I, I don't have the. Uh, I don't have the balls. To like Les Dennis feeding the chickens. So I'm going to get big brother to do it for me. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, yeah I, I applied, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not even nearly as much of a cunt to get make it on that show, mate. Um, well, the, re- the reason I applied is because different kind of cunt. They're taking it back to its roots, like the genuine social experiment thing where they're getting. Got it on. Exactly. ITV2, I'm assuming it's going to be Love Island type people, but yeah. apparently it's not. By the sound of it, it's not. So I'm, I'm going to be watching it. With ITV2, though. ITV2 I'm not watching it. No, I'm done with that. I've, yeah, I've I'm going to bubble it Stuff like that doesn't get to me, really, except for people like you mm. seep stuff in, but I've got a whole bubble. Yeah. That's, that's, why I, that's why I took myself off Twitter, so I wouldn't find stuff like this out. Um, but but um, now I'm tempted to watch it. Um, but <laughs> this is why I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to lower my, lower my. I've perfectly created a world of just having like good things around me. <laughs> it's like you getting in my head like this. <laughs> Poison with your phone on block. <laughs> yeah. Um. um Poison with your ITV too. But yeah, uh, so so Nettles, yeah, pure. But I think Nettles is higher than you put it because I think it's a better song purely because I think it's just a cool song. It's a lead into Humbug, and I think the lyrics are like we had fun deciphering them last week. So I think I really love the lyrics to it. I really love the way he sings in it, and I remember hearing it, thinking, "What the fuck?" At the time, that an age that I was then, and how the band were then, I thought, "What on earth is this?" So yeah, that's why it's in top four. But yeah, not good enough for top three, obviously. So we're pretty much, we've been there or thereabouts, haven't we, the whole way really? Um, but is this top three going to be identical? That's the the question. I think it might sure. be. I I don't think it will be. But Do you not? We'll, well, I well I think you think that because I previously said what is my number three would be my number one, but I've changed it. It's changed throughout this process. Oh, so this oh, okay okay. Maybe. So this this would have been my number one B side up until I remembered the beauty of some others. But number three for me is what if you were right. <laughs> first time um i have to say it could be number one or number two but the first three are the, are the best three. i don't i won't the bet the three that we've both got here regards to the order are 100 the best three b-sides from this era there's no question that no matter what order we put them in these three are the best three there's no question about that like anyone else come out at me and say that that any of the other songs that we've mentioned are better than these three then you're mental because these three are the best songs. But number three is what if you're right first time? Because even though it's it's got a huge moment and I love it and it's such a good rock tune and I love the lyrics about the paranoia and stuff, but it's just I just think the the others touch me more. Like a yeah. like a pointing to the doll and in a courtroom, it touched me. Touch me Show here me where, the... what if you're right first time touched you? Not down there, touch me here in the heart, the other two, Nick. Um, but yeah, what if you're right first time, number three for me? My number three is what if you're right first time? Hey. However, I will say hey. this, you might agree, you might not. If we were going off musically, what if you're right first time would be number one? If it was just musically. I was just about to say that. Just about to say that. In fact, it was number one when I first put my list together. Yeah, me too. I also was touched in the heart by the other two. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah, it's it's just an absolute um it's an absolute banger, but I think the other two. Now the question is, are these two gonna be in the same order? So we may as well say the top two. I may as well say my top two, hadn't I? Um, actually, no, no, more suspensive. No, actually, it's the same thing, isn't it? So my number two. Number two is too much to ask. 
which means my number one is the bakery. <clears throat> and the reason that I've done it in that order, because I thought that Too Much Trust would be my number one at one point. But I think when we, and it is an absolute tune that the music's great. The bass is absolutely sublime and slick and he's, oh, what a great bass line. Um, and the lyrics are really cool and reminds me and spot on as well of a relationship absolutely fucking crumbling before your eyes. Like uh, he's bang on as usual with that kind of thing. But then when I played it up against the bakery, I just, the bakery is just really special to me. It's just that melody and it's, and it's like pre pre um, cursor to cornerstone, but that melody and it, that every time I hear it, it just makes me warm and fuzzy Nick and, and the lyrics and the last line kills me for the, for the past 15 years, that last line has killed me on every listen, much like that cornerstone and suck it and see the last lines all kill me by the way just as a side note how cool was that mirror that we saw in the dressing room on the back of katie cook's previously katie downs katie cook's um oh the mirror in the dress at dressing room on her photo on instagram if anyone didn't see it it turns out in their dressing room they have written on the top of their mirror it's all to me because i'm a fool for you what a cool i want that on my i've, I've decided that next time a move or something like that on buying a new mirror. I'm, I'm sort of demanding that that goes, even if it gets to the point where I just have to buy my own mirror, like a head one to have there. I want that written at the top. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, bloody hell. I do apologize everyone. So yeah, that's my two. Now the question is, are you, are you in the same place or have you, I've got a feeling you've, you've flipped them. The suspense, eh? The suspense. We'll find out after the break. Hey Dan, do you like listening to popular songs with questionable lyrics? You know I bloody do. And Nick, do you like drinking copious amounts of alcohol? Nah, do I ever. Actually a worry. Well, if you're the same as us, then come listen to weekly podcast Liquor and Lyrics where we take apart popular music's worst songwriting whilst drinking our favourite drinks, which kind of stay in theme with the song. From gin and tonic to grease lightning. Cosmopolitans with Chaz and Dave. Blue Lagoons with Busted. Sex on the Beach with Sex on Fire. Shirley Temples with Shaggy. And even a Shandy with Sharon. Drop it on Tuesday the 19th of September and every Tuesday after on your favourite podcast platform. Let's do a bit, bit of jeopardy there before that trailer, but I, I, I have flipped them from what, what you've gone for. Yeah, it was tough. They've, they've I thought you might, and I think I know why. I think I know why you flipped them. Can I hazard a guess? I, I think I know why you think I flipped them and you'll be wrong. Go on. I think you flipped them because of the content of Too Much To Ask and how familiar that might feel at the moment to you. Even though it shouldn't, it's been a year. But <laughs> uh, No, actually. I you just, haven't played a partner? I thought you were going to suggest the line about the thermos flask. Oh, no, no, no. I know you like that lyric, but, but I don't, I don't think you dare suggest that the, it's... <laughs> it's the chest touching on the back line that, that gets me. Oh, even when I ruined it by... Oh, when we did a little bit about you touching my back. Especially when you um, ruined it. <laughs> um, oh, really? I thought, yeah, I thought of your personal reasons, like like um, sparing the departure lounge, you know, type thing. But um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's they, they are interchangeable. Um I mean, I think musically, ooh, it's tough because I even tried to do it musically. I went, oh, when I was trying to pick which one, I went, and the bass line wins too yeah. much to ask. But the, the guitar lead in the bakery is beautiful. That, yeah. And if we didn't have That's Cornerstone, 
the bakery would be like an absolute banger. If we didn't have Cornerstone and Suck It and See, which thank God we do, the bakery would be like this tune they did, but then they kind of replicated that sound and improved it and made it better over two albums. So I think the very the very fact that though we've both got the same top two there just shows how much fun we're going to have on series four of this when we get to suck it and see. Oh, well, ordering suck it and see. It just shows how much fun we're going to have on that. Like, oh, I almost, yeah. I almost want something to, I almost want something to come out about like Josh Hom to the point we'll have to like cancel the whole of the Humbug album and just go to <laughs> <laughs> No, I think Humbug's going to be a wild ride. Humbug's my wild card, baby. Humbug's my, because because I think things happen. Uh, because I think, like I've been saying, like, I think Tranquility could overtake Suck It and See when we cover it as my favourite album. But I don't know where Humble's going to land when we cover it. For all I know, Humble's going to fucking come round to the front of the race. You know what I mean? Out of nowhere. So maybe that'll be number one. So I'm intrigued by Humble more than anything. Um, and really studying it as an album as well. We finally get to nothing against these songs. But the fact that we put a few of their beware as number one kind of tells you that we're kind of ready to maybe study the music a bit more. Like being able to yeah. notice little moments and little... Things I, I almost wish there was a way we could listen to bits bits of the song that we mean live rather than me editing them after because there'll be so many nuances. But I don't know how we would do that. Figure that out. That would be. I'm thinking about that. I'll yeah, I think that. it's quite impossible. But yeah, well maybe. So here's my list then. So Bad Woman, Death Ramps, Past It, Trump, Matador, Temptation. If you found this, it's probably too late. The Frame to Wild, The Nettles. What if you're right first time? Too much to ask. The Bakery. Um, I am um, Bad Woman. Death Ramps, Temptation, Plastic Tramp, Nettles. If you found this, it's probably too late. The Frame Tour, What If You Were Right First Time, The Bakery, and Too Much To Ask. Shall I walk you through my live set? Please, please do. Please. Okay. So I remember my first album was phenomenal. Now, this one I found quite hard because the album order is really good live set. <laughs> um, but it's a really well-structured album. But here we go. Okay. Crack open with Brian Storm because I'm a traditionalist and I can't think of anywhere, any better place to start a gig with, with these songs. How else would you start a gig than with that drum? Um, so we crack over to Brian Storm. Brian Storm ends. I think I might edit in both of our live sets as a, piece by the way for people so do the whole chunks of both for people but number one brian storm as it ends straight into this house as a circus the brian storm goes out and then and then kicks in and the natural place to go once this house of circus ends is if you were there beware or else you're going to go perfect pairing on the album i think perfect pairing in general uh if you were there ends the and then Old Jella Bricks. Well, it's got to be in there, hasn't it? And then Old Jella Bricks. So it's still pretty banging for the crowd, still pretty bouncy. Old Jella Bricks ends. So. Running off of an extra's garden before the hour. So Balaclava. Keep the beat up, keep the beat up. And then when Balaclava ends, it's got that kind of slow, like. In foreign place, the saving grace Ooh. was the feet. It's a straight into a nice little slow ballad there with it there, just to take take the crowd, ease the crowd into the second part of the gig. So only ones who know ends, it kind of ends that. 
I want this. I want this more than I want mine. Straight into Flash Adolescent. Crowd's like back up, sing along. You've had only ones you know. It's a bit of a bit of a nice, sweet moment. But then you're keeping the melodic going, but bringing the crowd back up. And then it's ends. How's it end? Oh, yeah. It's just. I know. Oh, he knew what he wanted to say, but he didn't know how to wear it. So straight in another fast one. Um, and then these are dangerous ends in the people. How does this dangerous ends? However, this. Do the bad thing. Oh, yeah, that somewhere, it? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, 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 and then obviously it's a perhaps fuck off might be too kind. And again, because I'm a traditionalist, I'm going back to five oh five. Yeah, so that's the end. So that's that's my dream gig of this album.
more a question of feeling than it is a question of fun. Your confidence is the balaclava, I'm sure you'll baffle them good. With the ending reek of salty cheeks, I'm running makeup alone.
and somebody's girlfriend's talking to me, but it's alright, she's saying that he's not gonna slap me or try to attack me, he's not the jealous type. No excuse.
I'm I'm fully about feel don't feel good about that now to be honest. After the thought I put I'm into sure it. it'll be fine. What's your thoughts in it? Show people up for yours. As as a fellow traditionalist, I am of course opening with Brian Storm. Where else can it go? I tried to put it somewhere else just to be controversial, and I couldn't. I thought it's not going to work. I thought it's, I'll end with it. Like what? <laughs> it's worrying how much time I've taken out of my life this last couple of days <laughs> trying to fit Brian Storm elsewhere in a set when the band haven't bothered to do that. So why well, you are ha- you are housebound? So you know <laughs> you just got an excuse. I'm supposed to be working. Um... <laughs> God bless sick now. <laughs> So yes, Brian Storm into This House is a Circus, which I think you have. Yeah, I think we probably both had the same thought process of Teddy Picker's a natural place to go. So what's kind of like Teddy Picker, but not, you know? (laughs) Yes, exactly. That was it, yeah. So Brian Storm, This House is a Circus. Then I've gone D is for Dangerous. Probably have have finished my pint by this point. Oh, right. So how's This House of Circus ends? Yeah, that works. That works in the same way it works with Teddy Picker. Yeah. Yep. Uh, out of D is for dangerous. In two, Teddy Picker. Lovely, lovely. Strawberry nest quick fish cakes. Have <laughs> <laughs> uh, to put my bon- <laughs> if I put my bonk with Louise back one more time. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> After me saying all that nice stuff about her. <laughs> And then uh I'll probably I'll probably nip to the bar for the bad thing and all the other bricks. Oh, so you get so you go in Teddy Picker into the bad thing. Makes sense. Into People like you do the yeah, yeah. And then have have the have the lull in the middle that only me and you will be getting annoyed by. <laughs> only mm. me and you will be like, oh. um, I considered that concept, yeah. Yeah, all the other bricks, and then let's pick it up again. Final final three tracks of the main set because I factored an encore into it. I was going to say I didn't feel comfortable having an encore until we had two albums until until um, we're doing well. I'll tell you what we're doing next week in in a minute, but but yeah, I didn't feel comfortable with an encore yet. I was going to text you and ask, but gone. So if I would see a band and they had twelve songs in an encore, I'd be annoyed. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pop tough shit. I'm having an encore. I'm on an encore. Um, so final three pre encore. I feel like you've cheated. I know what you've done here. Go on. Finally, all jelly bricks. So that goes into Balaclava. Good shout. Yep. Similar vibe. Um, I cannot hear the end of Balaclava without hearing the start of Threat Adolescent. Difficult. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and then the main set is ending with If You Were There Beware. Fireworks, bang, big moment. Just huge, huge sound. Looks like the band. experience. Quite right, quite right. And then they can, they can fuck off. Pe- people can stand there chanting one more song, like the annoying bastards that they are, when we all know that they're going to come on and do one more song anyway. Like, save, save your energy, guys. Save your energy for the mass sing-along. 
the the swooning croon fest that is going to be only ones who know starting the encore in much the same way that they've got oh. I want to be yours in the, in mm. that spot recently just yeah. nice little slow the erection section if you will and yeah. then my uh, final you know girl, girl in your arms king size Mars bar in the pocket jobs are good and thumbs up and then we're coming out of that into do me a favor. Mm. And we are ending on five oh five. Interesting. We both paired "Do Me a Favor" and five oh five up as the last two songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, just that emotional gut punch of, of both of them together. He's just that, that's going to send you home thinking, "Wow, that was biblical." That so was, you, you found a way around what I was because I was like, "Should I have the few there beware as the end instead of five oh five? And you found a way around that by having two endings. Mm. Um, I was considering it, but then I, yeah, I think five oh five is just a perfect end, isn't it? But yeah, uh, as did the band, they found a way around it by having both <laughs> two endings. But yeah, um, no, yeah, I'd, I'd enjoy that. I think any purist would enjoy because I think like I think the general crowd wouldn't enjoy only ones who know being the opener, even then being the opener to the yeah, encore. Yeah. But but the, the yeah. people like us and our listeners would enjoy only ones who know. Being I'm basing it on how, I'm basing that sort of thing on how they do things now. Like, yeah, you know. I think both solid, and you've heard both. Maybe we'll put a little poll there. Of what you prefer?
and somebody's girlfriend's talking to me, but it's alright, she's saying that he's not gonna slap me or try to attack me, he's not the jealous type.
Um, but have you got a favourite lyric on this album, Nick? Oh, see, this is this was so tough. I, I've uh, just gone. You know what? I just went with um, one that makes me smile because I just couldn't be asked like with the, the like I'm saving it for the ball like, that Humbug's going to be to pick the best lyric and onward. So I just thought for this one, I'm just going to pick one that makes me smile because the rest are just going to be ones that are really clever and <laughs> important. So you to play the jingle. You can play the jingle. First indeed. jingle of the show. Find it finally. Too busy with the mind on clever lines. Well, I, I just went with just because just because I think it, it's always made me laugh even now, and it, I just think it's it's witty. It's first album esque in a way, wittiness. Like now, when she's told she's going to get it, I'm guessing that she'd rather just forget it. I just think even though he uses the same word twice to rhyme, it's such a clever and funny witty um pertinent yeah. that's that song that's a very pertinent song as you get older you realize <laughs> even more so but um but yeah that i just think that that just makes me smile and laugh every time so i went without rather than going for like one i, I did have in there uh, an alternate to that was um perhaps to break that um do me a favor and stop flattering yourself perhaps to break the ties that bind um to break the ties that bind perhaps fuck off might be too kind was my alternate to me as well, that would be my clever yeah. one that would be my clever one mm-hmm. I, I've gone for, um, I'll find it again now. Uh, they're trying to rob the words from a, no, no, sorry, wrong one. Uh, what you're trying to dig up isn't there to be dug with thieves out the thug as they're trying to beat the good grace of a sweetheart out to the point she'll comply, especially mm. given Personal we, the lowdown on what it's about. I, I think that's great. I think it's a great line. I think I put, um, I think I I wanted one from a few everywhere, but I didn't want to have to fight with myself over which one. So I just that's why I just thought, you know what, first adolescent makes me smile and makes me happy. So I'll just go with one yeah. of them. <laughs> um, favorite musical moment on the album, Nick. This was not difficult at all. Given the. My favourite song on the album, well, both our favourite song on the album is If You Were There Everywhere. I've picked my favourite lyric from that. Well, my favourite musical moment is coming from that. Specifically, the bit towards the end where it all comes back in. The <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And very specifically, the little bit Jamie does, where he does a... Ding, 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 yeah. In the middle of it. Just that whole bit. Do you know what I've got written down on demand? I've got favourite musical moment on album. When it comes back in on if you were there everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is, it's just the best bit of the album, is and, and all that whole bit and the end as well, the do new new new. Um but a, a sec a close second was also on if you were there everywhere, the bit when it's the drums and the guitar and it goes like the guitars go and the drums kind of do the beat. But the drums come in and do the beat as well, the yeah, that's a great moment. Very hip hop as well. Um okay, great. Well, I thought we might both go for for that song. Um I do have a little hot take to post here, a little tiny one, just to see what you think. Excellent, let's do this. She flicks a red hot revelation off the tip of her toe. Love that. I love the video on that jingle. Oh, That's God. Great, isn't it? Cool, isn't it? Um, yeah, very exciting. Uh, so, on the first album, you said that there's a perfect free. A selection of three songs that is from the rich to the rubble, when the sun goes down, certain romance. No, sorry. Yeah, that was your three, wasn't it? That you said are the best three. three. Yeah. You said that was the best three that they have until I think there was another three later on that maybe you said could be it. But I'm going to put to you 
that I think are better because let's just again take certain romance as red. It's an incredible song. You take certain romance out of that free, you know. You I know might, what you're gonna say. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I'm gonna say, do me a favor. This house is a circus. If you're there, beware. Uh, potentially a better free than from the rich to the rubble when the sun goes down. And I'll say it: none of those three are better than certain romance. Take that as as obvious. If you were there, beware. Close, perhaps, but not not emotional or anything. So not. But I think Do Me A Favour is a better song than From The Rich of The Rubble, personally, although it's a tune. And I think This House Is A Circus, or Do Me A Favour, actually, or any of the actually any of the three, I think, could be better than From Rich of The Rubble and could certainly be better than When The Sun Goes Down. Um, so, yeah. I think I think Certain Romance is doing a heavy lifting on that three, you see. <laughs> well, I think so, because because of, of that three, it's... And Ritz. It's on the, I mean, I, I, I don't... with. With with monkeys, I don't really like just like picking a song out and listen to it. I, I just feel better listening to a full art. If I'm in the mood for a certain Arctic Monkeys track, say, say for example, I'm in the mood for, to listen to Jewel's Hands, I'll just listen to the whole of Humbug to get to it. Mm. And but if if I was to pick a song, I, I don't think I'd ever choose to just listen to When the Sun Goes Down in Isolation. So I th- I think there's a lot to be said for the point you're making there. Yeah, without a doubt. Without yeah, and, that, and right? if and if you said to me, do you want to put on even as a trisector? Said, oh, do you want to listen to from the rich to the rubble when the sun goes down? Certain romance again, always down for certain romance. But if you said, do you want to listen to those three specifically, or do you want to crack on? Do me a favor, the South Six, if you're everywhere. I think I'd go with the latter. I think I, I think I might well do as well. You know, just yeah, yeah, because because when the sun goes down, lets that three down a bit. Not that it's bad or mm. anything, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I can go along with that quite happily, yeah. Cool. Well, there we go. Wrapped. Wrapped. Well, that concludes the part two of our... Uh, the main bit of the wrap-up, but what are we doing next week? If, well, you mentioned it before, but tell them again. Well, no, no, no. We're doing that the week after. I thought it would be funner next week, as we've just done some lists, to do some more lists. But this time, we've got two... We've got two albums under our belt wrapped so we thought it'd be fun to have a whatever people say and that's what i'm not versus favorite worst nightmare episodes so we'll do our list of favorite songs like we do but this time they'll be intersected with each other will some songs move will some stay high and we'll also be doing our um live set with all of them in encore allowed on that one definitely that's what i'm excited Um, for uh, and we'll do our favorite B-side list of all the B-sides from both. And we'll do our favorite lyric from both albums and our favorite musical moment from both albums. I feel like the first album might win the, the lyric one there, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I think, my, I think my, my musical moment will stay unchanged from this week, I think. I, I get the feeling. Ooh, oh. But, but I've got oh, a week that's, listening. That's, that's, so. that's a bold move. It's <laughs> a bold move, particularly with something that we said was doing some heavy lifting there. But... Um, but uh, yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, no, I think that'll be cool to do our, our mixed um, ones. See what wins. See what wins. Um, see if we see if, if if a song from the first album's number one, or whatever our least favorite song on both albums. What's that going to be? Very interesting stuff. Ooh. Ooh. Um, but yeah, that's that. We'll be back for that. Don't don't forget if you like this, like, rate, review, subscribe, do all that. Check out our subscriber content where we've got last shadow puppet stuff. We've got watch alongs of various Arctic related media and just loads of bonus stuff, as well as getting these episodes a week early with bonus pre and post show chat. Just general pop culture chat where we're doing a series of top fives. What's the top five that we're doing next week again? 
Um, five well, worst covers. Worst covers. We did five, be- five best covers today, and we're doing f- five worst covers next week. I think I've got I've got about thirty seven of them, so I can yeah. There's a lot. Now that down to five. It's a lot easier to even though it's a lot easier to pick the things that you hate the most than it is the things you love the most. Yeah, yeah. And that might be the yeah. most poetic and philosophical thing I'll ever say. So, <laughs> and, that, and that's saying something because you you used the word minutiae earlier. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I certainly didn't say it. Like, I did say it in that really northern way that you just said it. <laughs> minutiae, <laughs> minutiae is just funny in your voice. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I went on Sean Ryder. Excellent. Well, we will be back next yeah, that week word. with that. Check out all the podcasts where you're at it, Liquor and Lyrics, where we're dissecting Ooh. a number of popular songs with great lyrics and having drinks while I doing think, it. I think this will, when this comes out for you, lovely people, will have will have done. Um, we will not only have done Grease Lightning, uh, Year Three Thousand, Rabbit by Chaz and Dave. We'll also have done. When this comes out in two weeks, this one will be out, won't it? So we'll have done um, Sex on Fire by Kings of Leon and It Wasn't Me by Shaggy will have come out yesterday, yeah. which is an absolute barnstormer of an episode, if I recall what? correctly. So, What a mix. What a mix. <laughs> and so, and right. to come, and to come, Shape, Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So and we're, we're recording one tomorrow night as well. Should we let people in on what, what which one we're doing tomorrow night? No, I've just let them know the ones that they could have heard by now. Because they will have heard yeah. we're doing Shepi at the end of that one, what keeping suspense because there's two, isn't there? It's two that we've thought so, I've look at what yeah. you I've look at what you could have won. Yeah, that's <laughs> the best way to do it. Right, say goodbye to the nice people then. Goodbye. Bye. I believe the hype is hosted and produced weekly by Nick Lee and Dan Holt. Music used in the titles is royalty-free music, courtesy of Les FM. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast player of choice to be notified every Wednesday when a new episode is released. And if you want to help us out further, be sure to like and review to help make us more visible to like-minded souls. We'll see you next week with more of the same.